Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. And then there were four remaining. That's right, four teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, San Francisco 49ers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Just four teams coveting two places in the Super Bowl. One hoping to be that team, which raises the Vince Lombardi Trophy high in celebration at the end of Super Bowl 57. 32 teams set out on the road to Glendale, Arizona. The best four in the National Football League this season are left standing. On the back of a fantastic weekend of divisional round playoff matchups, we're turning the page and heading into championship weekend in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. If you've been with us all season, I hope you've enjoyed the ride. If you are joining us for the first time heading into Championship Weekend, well, it's great to have you along for the ride. We analyse both games this weekend. Uh, We look at the odds set by the bookmakers, look at the line for each game, dissect those matchups, break down where I think the key areas will decide the game. And then I'll tell you whether I think the line's accurate or whether maybe it's a little bit out and where maybe you can use that to your advantage. Usually it's three games every week, but when you get to this stage of the season, there are only two games and the prize could not be richer. A spot at Glendale, Arizona in Super Bowl 57. So without further ado, let's turn our attention to the first of the two championship games this Sunday. It is the NFC matchup between... The number two seeded San Francisco 49ers going into Philadelphia, the number one seeded team in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. The 49ers head there, riding the hottest streak in the NFL right now. They are unbeaten in their last 12 games, having won the lot as they head into Philly this weekend. But I've got to tell you, it's nicknamed the city of brotherly love. I don't think they'll find any love in the great city of Philadelphia. The Eagles themselves looked back to their very best last weekend as they swept aside their NFC East rival, New York Giants. Veteran tackle Lane Johnson looked good back on that offensive line, starting once more, as did, perhaps more importantly, quarterback Jalen Hurts, showing no ill effects of that sprained shoulder that kept him out for several games in the tail end of the regular season back in December. The team as a whole resembled more the juggernaut which took them to that number one seeded spot in the NFC last weekend and they'll need to be at that level again this weekend if they're to get past the San Francisco 49ers. For their part the Niners head into their 18th championship game. That's the most that any team has appeared in since 1970 in the NFL. They hold the NFL's number one ranked total defense. They rank number one in scoring defense. They've only given up an average of 16.3 points a game this season. And they lead the league in turnover differential as well. They're plus 13 in that category. They're the second best team when it comes to defending the run. And I've got to tell you, I think that could be crucial in this matchup because they're facing a team in the Eagles who average 147.6 yards per game on the ground. And they finished last weekend, get this for a stat, with more rushing yards in the game than the New York Giants had total offensive yards. That is the definition of domination in a game. It's going to be a fascinating matchup. The Eagles run the ball as well as anybody in the National Football League. 
But to complement that, they have a fearsome receiving core as well. AJ Brown, that big off off season trade acquisition uh, made prior to the start of this campaign, leads it. Defonza Smith, the second year wide receiver alongside him. Dallas Goddard at tight end. And when you align that with the fact that in a quarterback in Jalen Hurts, you've got somebody who can make big time plays with his legs as well as with his arm. Um, it all leads to an offense which finished the regular season as the third most potent in the NFL, putting up an average of 28.1 points per game. That being said, that's not going to daunt this San Francisco 49ers team. Um, they shut down the high-scoring Dallas Cowboys last weekend. Remember, since week seven, Dallas had been averaging right around 32 points a game. Well, this Niners defensive unit held them to just 12 in that win last weekend. They forced two interceptions as well, and that in itself was enough to see them through to the NFC Championship game. Uh, But Dallas may have just given a hint as to the blueprint of how you go about slowing down Brock Purdy and this Niners offense last weekend. So far, you have to say that Mr. Irrelevant, as he was termed, the very last player taken in this year's draft, Brock Purdy, has been nothing short of sensational in his NFL career. He is 7-0 and when starting in the NFL this season. With him under center, the 49ers offense have scored more points per game than they did without him prior to him taking over from Jimmy Garoppolo this season. In five of those seven games that he started, they've scored at least 35 points in a game. However, last weekend, Dallas found a way to limit them to just 19 points. Micah Parsons was a constant thorn in their side and the game plan of forcing Purdy when he came out of the pocket to roll away to his left certainly caused them a few issues. Dallas finished that game with one takeaway. They could easily have had three and you better believe this Philadelphia Eagles defensive front has taken notice of that game, paid attention to the game plan and not only are they capable of installing a similar game plan, I think they could be more ruthless um, in implementing it as well. They lead the league this season with 75 sacks. Brock Purdy is going to face some pressure this weekend. The only question mark for me is whether the Eagles' defense can be as effective as Dallas were in stopping San Francisco's highly effective run game. If they can, for me, the Philadelphia Eagles win this game. I'll put that out there right now. Even with the likes of Nick Bosa and Fred Warner on the field, I just feel that the Eagles have too many offensive weapons, too many options to be able to cover all of them all of the time. Um, they are not going to be held to that meagre 12-point total that the Dallas offense were last weekend. And therefore, that leads me to look towards the points line set for the San Francisco 49ers as a team. That mark is set at 23.5 points for this game. If you think that the 49ers are going to score 24 points against the Eagles on Sunday, you've got more confidence in them than I have on offense. If they're going to win this game, it's going to be through another dominating defensive display. I don't think they get that same result against the Eagles. There's a reason the Eagles are the number one seeded team Uh, going into the playoffs from the NFC this season. And I think this defensive front, which sacks the quarterback, it gets takeaways. I think they come to the party in Lincoln Financial Field. So I'm going to take the under, under 23.5 points total in this game for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think they get to 24. 
And the late game on Sunday is the AFC Championship game. It's a repeat of last year's matchup, and it's at the same venue. The Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the AFC's number one seeded team, the Kansas City Chiefs. And an unbelievable stat for me coming into this is that at 27 years old, Patrick Mahomes is the oldest starting quarterback left standing in the playoffs. I say standing, barely, because his status for Sunday is the subject of intense scrutiny. He sustained a high ankle sprain last weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, He had to leave the game for a short while. He did come back in in the second half and finish the game, but clearly was hampered by that injury. Couldn't make any plays outside of the pocket and was limited to being a pocket uh, passer for the game, which obviously takes a, a lot of his game and a lot of the threat away from what Patrick Mahomes brings to the party here. Um, The question is, is he going to be fit enough to suit up on Sunday uh, and lead this Kansas City Chiefs team? And if he is fit enough, is he going to be able to turn in the kind of display which I think in two weeks' time inevitably leads to him being named the NFL's MVP for the season for a second time in his career? Head coach Andy Reid has already said this week that the high ankle sprain isn't as severe as the one he sustained way back in 2019. And remember, he came back from that injury the very next week and posted over 400 offensive yards um, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's safe to say that Patrick Mahomes will suit up on Sunday. He will lead the Chiefs offense out onto the field at Arrowhead because the prize doesn't get any bigger than a place in the Super Bowl. And on a positive note for the Chiefs, he's already been a full participant in training uh, at the start of this week. The arrow is pointing up on Patrick Mahomes. And it's going to need to be, because look who they're facing. For the second straight year, the Cincinnati Bengals are back here in the AFC Championship game. They are 3-0 and when playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the last 14 months. You won't find many teams that are 2-0 and over that sort of period against the Kansas City Chiefs, if any at all. But the Bengals have played them three times. They have won the lot against them in that period. Uh, that record combined with the injury that Mahomes picked up last weekend, means that the Bengals started the week as narrow favourites to win the game outright with the odds makers. As the week's gone on, he's seen Mahomes uh, being a full participant at practice. Suddenly, there's nothing to choose between the teams on the money line. 11-10 to 10 on, both the Chiefs and the Bengals to win this game outright. On the spread, the Bengals find themselves as one-and-a-half-point favourites. And that form, combined with the injury to Mahomes, is the reason why. I'll tell you, you'll be hard-pressed to find the last time that a Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs team started a game playing at home as underdogs. I think it's only ever happened once since he became a starter in the NFL for the Chiefs. But the reason as well is there's a resiliency about the Cincinnati Bengals team. You remember last weekend, they were largely written off going into Buffalo as five-and-a-half-point underdogs. On this very show, we staked our colours to the mast And I said the Bengals wouldn't only cover that five and a half point spread, they'd go and win the game in Buffalo. And my, how they did. They had their way with the Buffalo Bills at Orchard Park. Quarterback Joe Burrow sliced and diced the Buffalo Bills secondary. Joe Mixon ran the ball um, as well as we've seen all season behind an offensive line, which let's not forget, was missing three starters. And yet they created holes against the Bills. Mixon had a big day on the ground to compliment Joe Burrow and this Bengals passing game. Um, So that, in a nutshell, is why the Bengals, albeit narrowly, are being favoured by the oddsmakers to win this weekend's game. 
And yet, I have to tell you, even on one leg, there's an aura about Patrick Mahomes and his Kansas City Chiefs team. Remember, they're appearing in their fifth consecutive home AFC Championship game. Over the previous four years, they are 2-2 two and two in the AFC Championship. What will irk them, above all else, is in that period of dominance, they've only got one Super Bowl winner's ring in that time. They head into this, this year's AFC Championship game as the number one ranked total offensive team. They lead the league in scoring as well, averaging 29.2 points per game this season. And unlike the Buffalo Bills last weekend, they have a run game that the Cincinnati Bengals must respect. They have a top 10 run game up there at Arrowhead Stadium. For me, the chess match comes in a secondary. Neither of these teams have been overly impressive at defending the pass this season. The Chiefs, 18th defending the pass, going up against a Bengals, fifth-ranked passing team. And equally, the Chiefs, well, they top the pile again. No surprise there. The number one-ranked team in passing offense this season. The Cincinnati Bengals, ranked 23rd. That's in the bottom 10 in the entire National Football League when it comes to defending the pass. And you've got to say, you look at both these offensive units, the Chiefs and the Bengals, both have big-time playmakers that are more than capable of blowing this game wide open. Um, this was a matchup 12 months ago, remember, which was a thriller. It was decided in overtime. I don't think it'll be any surprise to anyone, frankly, if this one also goes to overtime. The Bengals came out on top on that occasion. They're riding a 10-game winning streak heading into this year's AFC Championship game. They've beaten the Chiefs three times from three in the last 14 months. Uh, it, everything seems to align for, for the Cincinnati Bengals, and yet I'm forced to pause. And it is purely because of the Patrick Mahomes factor, and it's purely because of what the Kansas City Chiefs have achieved in the last four or five years. You know, people up there in KC talk about this be, being a team for the ages. But if you want to be classed as a dynasty then you've got to win championships. And I'm taken back to that long, well, long, long um, holding adage, big time players make big time plays in big time games. Well, I've got to tell you, they don't get much bigger than this for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They need to win this game to take away all that chatter about the Cincinnati Bengals having the wood over them. They need to win this game to get back to the Super Bowl. And they need to win this game. If they want to be talked about as a dynasty, then they need to win this game to be talked about in the same breath as the New England Patriots of the noughties, the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s, the 90, 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers team. And if they don't win this game, they don't get to the Super Bowl. They don't win another championship. They're just one of a whole list of teams that have won one Super Bowl and then you're done. One Super Bowl's fine. One Super Bowl's good. Two Super Bowls elevates you to greatness. So the question is, how bad do they want it? And I think even with this high ankle sprain, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs want this more than we know. They want to be seen as one of the best teams of all time. They want to win this game. And I think they win this game. They will cover the one and a half point spread. If you want the double, take the Chiefs to cover the spread and win. But certainly take the Chiefs to cover the spread at plus 1.5 points. Okay, so there we are. The NFC Championship and AFC Championship games. We start with the NFC. The Niners at the Eagles on Sunday afternoon. 
Look at the San Francisco 49ers total point slide set at 23 and a half points. I don't think they make it to 24. So take the under there, under 23 and a half points. And then we move to Arrowhead Stadium, the home of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a rarity that you see the Chiefs heading into a home game as underdogs, but that's what they are with Patrick Mahomes this weekend. The Bengals are one and a half point favorites. Take the Chiefs to finally make their mark against this Bengals team. Overturn a three-game losing streak against these Cincinnati Bengals and cover the spread at plus one and a half points. As always, remember, first and foremost, it's about enjoyment, it's about entertainment, it's about having fun with the NFL. Nothing more than that, so don't risk more than you can afford to do so. If you want to read more about the two matchups, then head on over to my website, rdgmedia.uk. Click on that Talking Sports tab, and there you will see NFL Championship Weekend Preview, Overcoming the Odds, and we break down both matchups there. Alternatively, get in touch with me. Hit me up with your thoughts on Twitter. The handle is at RichardGraves1. But these promise to be two tremendous matchups. The question is, which two teams out of the four will be heading on to Glendale, Arizona, two weeks from now to compete for Super Bowl 57? We'll find out in a few short hours. Enjoy, folks, and I'll speak to you again ahead of the Super Bowl as we look ahead to the greatest show on earth. So long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.